Well, we are looking this morning at 1 Samuel 8, 10 through 22, and I have read that for your hearing. Verse 21 says, so Samuel repeated to the Lord what the people had said, and the Lord replied, do as they say and give them a king. We will be speaking this morning from the sermonic subject of be careful what you ask for. Be careful what you ask for. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Father, we're grateful and thankful for this opportunity yet again to stand in your holy presence and proclaim your word to your people. Now, oh God, we ask that uh, you will allow the words of our mouths and the meditation of our hearts to be acceptable unto you, for you are our rock and our redeemer. And we thank and give you praise. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. And my heart says, amen and bless our God. Well, I, I can't imagine that there really has been many times in life when you had asked for something and you didn't get it. Uh -huh. How many, how many times, uh, how many Christmases, uh, when you think back to your younger days, uh, uh, what, that you, you would wake up believing that that perfect gift that you had been dreaming of would be sitting there nice and pretty uh, under the tree. How many of you would uh, have uh, thoughts of a, a, a birthday gift uh, that, that you had kind of picked out something that was awesome and, and wonderful that you thought would make you happy forever? How many visions did you have uh, of an item uh, that's something special that you wanted and you just knew that somewhere along the lines it was going to be sitting and waiting for your little hands to just pick it up and, and tear open the wrapper and you'd start thanking the gift giver for what you had received. But then, but then, but then, how about the times uh, that you had uh, some of those very dreams deferred, or uh, perhaps they were delayed, uh, and, and even could be denied by someone who understood that the present, uh, that gift, that something awesome that you had been talking about, uh, telling your friends about, uh, praying to God about, uh, come to find out you were neither ready for it, couldn't afford it, or simply didn't have the place to keep it, even if you got it. Oh, I remember, I remember Pastor Keith uh, asking for a few things when I was a young child that never made it to our house. Amen, somebody. I, I remember, I remember very vividly uh, being on this kick where I thought I wanted a rabbit. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, we, I wanted a rabbit, Minister Swan. I, I, so, so what I did was I figured out a way uh, uh, for me to capture one in the wild because it looked like uh, no matter how many times I had asked for the rabbit, uh, it kind of looked like 
like uh, nobody was going to be buying me a rabbit. Uh, I, so what I did was I, I, I got a bit creative and I, 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 I made a trap uh, for the rabbit. I, I set my, my trap up in the field. I, I, I was about to uh, catch my rabbit. I, I set it up in a field and I, and I, I, I attached a, a fresh carrot and, 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 and stuck it in there. So, uh, so the rabbit would come. I, I watched Bugs Bunny. I knew Bugs that rabbits ate carrots, and I put my rabbit. Uh, I put my carrot out there, which was the bait, and and so the idea was I put out this this box and this 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 bait, and and all I'd have to do was wait for the rabbit to, to come and take the bait. Aha, uh -huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so the next morning I, I woke up and, and, and I looked out my bedroom window and, and I could see that my box that had been propped up was now down on the ground. Oh, you can imagine I was excited. I was happy and I put on my clothes and I ran down to the box and opened it up. And to my dismay, there was no rabbit in my box. Oh, I was disappointed. I was hurt. Uh, but it only lasted for a moment. Uh, you see, because over time, over time, the disappointment uh, turned to gratitude because somebody wiser than I, uh, and somebody that had more wisdom than myself, uh, knew that that was not the gift uh, that I needed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Ah, 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 ah. So they, 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 they knew that it was going to be more trouble than it was worth and cost me more than I had to give. Right. Oh, amen, somebody in the house this morning. You see, and that is kind of where we find the Israelites uh, this morning in our scripture text. The prophet Samuel, whom the book is named after, is getting old, and he has already decided that he would appoint his unruly, greedy-for-money sons as judges over the people. Uh -huh. but by the way, by the way, let me let you all know this, uh, is that judgeship in Israel was not based on heredity succession. Uh, you see, that means you couldn't pick the people you liked uh, just because they weren't related to you. Uh, but rather, judgeship was reserved for God, and he would assign the judge uh, based on his will. Uh, but the people were not happy with Samuel's choice. Um, they didn't like the idea that Samuel broke up a uh, 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 bad boy's sons would be uh, their judge. So they decided to have a meeting and tell Samuel that his sons were not worthy. But what they really wanted was a king. Uh -huh, but this disturbed Samuel greatly. And so the Bible tells us that he went to God about the, the situation. And the Lord told Samuel to do as the people had asked. But to bear in mind that it was really God that they were rejecting and not the prophet Samuel. Uh, mm -hmm. But the people were about to 
to walk into some trouble, Pastor Keith, that would be more trouble than it was worth and cost them more than they had to give. And so this morning we came to remind you people of God that we've got to be careful what we ask for because you just might get it. And it might be more trouble than it's worth and cost you more than you have to give. Come on, Pastor Keith. Amen, amen. So many of you and us included started out in 2021 asking God for something. You all know how we do. We are an asking, uh, a gimme, gimme, gimme kind of people. We always want something. So last year we we asked uh, for a better year than 2020. Last year was so difficult in 2020 that we, we some of us feel like they were being cheated out of a whole year. And I know there are some witnesses out there, so I'll hurry up and get to the point. So now we are seeking uh, God for deliverance, for breaking us out of bondage and setting us free. We're now decreeing and declaring bigger, better, build back better and greater and supersizing our blessings once again. Now we, we cry for, for things that we hope will give us the abundant life God has promised and only he alone can give. Uh, we are not here to discourage your dreams, however, or afflict your aspirations, but we would uh, never deliberately set it up to diminish your desires or reduce your optimism. But if we examine our scripture today, uh, our, our lesson this morning, we, we come up with uh, um, lessons that we can understand that show up in chapter eight, First uh, Samuel that demonstrate what can happen when we are asked for something and God grants us what we ask for despite of the consequences, the consequences, despite of whether we need them or not. You see, it was rare that God instructed a prophet to need the voice, to heed the voice of the errant populace. The Israelites had already been rebellious and hard-headed and idolatrous people since they got out of Egypt. Uh, now that Samuel is Getting old and aging and needs a replacement, the Israelites decided to ask him to give them a king as a successor. <laughs> they didn't want to go the way that, that he and God had picked out. Uh, so our goal this morning is to teach three important questions to ask God when we go to him for what we think, T-H-I-N-K, we need or we think we want, or we think is the better way, the better route to go. And we don't want you to end up in the same predicament that Israel landed in. So that's why we're spending a little time this morning to go in this direction. We, we must be careful what we ask God for, because we just might 
get it. I hope somebody is hearing me this morning. So let me ask a few questions for you, and Pastor I going ask some as well. So we must ask God, first of all, is this the right person? Is this the right person? You see, the Lord was clear that he was going to honor their request. It wasn't that, that having a king was totally bad thing, kingship was instituted by God and, and for his people in those days, all the way back to Abraham and Sarai uh, in Genesis 17 and 16. One issue was the Israelites failed to ask God for the right person, one he approved uh, 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 and would carry his spirit and follow his command. Y'all know uh, that we have had in this country some uh, leadership that was not uh, something that we always wanted, but we knew that uh, whatever we decided, God allowed it to happen. So if you look at verse uh, verses 10 through 17, you would see what is about to happen because Israel would not end up with the right person in the right place. Samuel put out the warning that even though they wanted a king to reign, mm -hmm. they would get a king to rule. In other words, what Israel was about to experience was a divine concession instead of a divine gift. Sometimes we get a divine concession instead of a divine gift. The next leader over Israel would have a one-track mind. I think we can say that we have seen this happen, Democrat and Republican, in this country. One-track mind. Soon as one leader gets things all set up one way, four years later, here comes another to change it all around. And so this one-track-minded leader would have one word to describe him, and that is the word take. And I'll say they were on the take. Uh, what, what would you mean, Pastor? Well, that, that leader would take their sons to run before their chariots. Some would he take to be generals and captains. Others he would take to plow the fields and harvest his cross. Oh, it sounds all, all on the take to me. A lot, lot of uh, being uh, the kind of person that's relatively selfish in how they rule the people. He would take their sons uh, to run before the chariots. He'd take the generals and captains, plow the fields. Then some he would take to make all of his weapons. Uh, and then he would take his daughters as cooks and bakers and perfume makers. He would take the best they had to give to his men. He would take the cattle and the donkey and to use them for himself. He would take even the tenth for taxes and the people would become his slaves. 
So our question also asks you a question. How many times have you asked for something and thought you had what you asked for only to find out that you had somebody who was on the take uh, in the midst of your, your, your uh, looking for what you need? You got a, a taker instead of somebody who was a giver. You asked God, let me go here for a minute. You asked God for your boo, your, your husband. Y'all know I love that word, boo. And, and so you asked for a boo. You asked for a, a husband. And you asked for a wife. And, and you got one. Hallelujah to the Lamb. You believed, though, that she or he would make you happy forever. But it didn't take long to figure out that what you got was a taker. And, and that they, they were on the take because they were going to take your joy. They're they going to take your peace. They're going to take your kindness, uh, even take your kindness for weakness. And to put icing on the cake, Pastor I, they take you to divorce court. Mm -hmm. That's right. I look at it every other day or so. The divorce court comes on and the people have such strange things mm -hmm. that they talk about. And it always sounds like there's a person who is on the take. The other one is not giving uh, an inch. They just want to take, 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 take. Your taker had a problem. And they, they, but they didn't have no problem taking your paycheck and your pension and using it the way that they wanted to. Amen, somebody. I just thought we would throw that one in there. That's a freebie today. You thought you had landed the perfect job, but soon, hallelujah, I know about it, soon after you found that job, you found out that they would take credit for all of your hard work and make themselves look good, take your good name and ruin your reputation. Oh yes, it's still happening out there. When we get connected to folk, we need to make sure we are getting lined up with those who are lined up with God. Did you hear me? When we get with folk and we're connected, we need to make sure that they are lined up and connected to God. We know that it's not always the case in the marketplace. Sometimes you will be the only light in the building or, or on your team. Sometimes you're the only light that they can see. And so here was Israel about to get what they asked for, mm -hmm. but it was going to be more trouble than it was worth. It was going to be more trouble than it was worth. It was going to cost them more than they had to give. All oh, people of God, you gotta make sure that you check and double check and triple check when you are making decisions that will impact your life mm -hmm. in such a profound way. You gotta have the right people in the right places and that will make a difference and the way that you be, remain sane and not go into insanity is to go to God 
and get it straight from him. What is the best way to go? Well, let me move on. Question number two, was this the right season? You've got to ask the question, was it the right season? Verse 18 of the text says that reminds us that Israel was about to enter a season where the prayers of their prayers would not be acknowledged by God Almighty. Oh, that's a bad place to be in. The scripture is clear that there were, they were about to experience a time when they would be tied up and tangled up in something that was evil and wicked and most of all, not of God. And not, we, he would turn a deaf ear to their cries and, and they would beg to, for release and relief uh, from the king, which they were determined to have. This is about timing. Whenever we are asked and we are seeking God for something, we need to make sure, number one, we don't, are not ahead of God. Number two, we don't lag too far behind him. It is crucial that we are in step with the master and his plan as he answers our prayers. I will tell you from a personal perspective, I had to ask this question over and over again. Am I in the right season? Am I trying to get to what God is saying? When I talk about my biggest testimony, my loss of my business where uh, lots of money was lost in real estate, and I thought, that I was walking in lockstep with what God wanted. I had to begin to ask questions. As I look right across the street right now from where I live, where there was a home that I owned and I don't, don't own it anymore. Uh, and because of the business and the things that were going on, it was because that I asked myself, was I in lockstep in God's season? Or was I going a little bit too fast? Well, I looked at a book once where it said when you get hooked up with the wrong people, you can see that things will go, uh, will crumble. Things in your life regarding that will crumble. And I got, unbeknownst to myself, hooked up with some people in that business that were just as crooked as they possibly could be. Didn't know it, but I then, of course, you begin to ask yourself, when things happen like that and you don't see where it's all clearly laid out like you thought it was, were you in the right season? And so I asked that question because you see, this was an issue for the nation of Israel. It was uh, not their season. Sometimes we can get ahead of God and we can do things because you know, it all seemed like everything was perfect. I could go from my business perspective and see a house that I wanted. I just walk in there and say, this is it. And I didn't even have to come up with the money. Could walk in and, and just uh, give a letter to the people and say, okay, this is going to be covered by the business. But, you know, it, it may not have been my season. I don't know. I, I'm still grasping and asking God about some of that. But the the, the the Israelites, they were not in God's timing to have a king. And according to the guidelines laid out in Deuteronomy 17, the Israelites would have a king. 
but it would not be until they landed in the promised land, which they hadn't even reached yet. When they took over the land and got settled, that would be what would have allowed them to select a king. But the time had not come yet. But since they were determined to do as they wanted to do and reject the Lord as their king, they would have to suffer until the Lord loosened the grip of the king. Remember, remember, there is a time and a season for everything. The children of Israel got what they asked for, but it was more trouble than it was worth. And on top of that, it cost them more than they could afford. Be careful what you ask for. All right, Pastor Keith, Pastor Keith, you did give us a mouthful there. And, and, and so we know now if we were going to give you all a quiz and we know you would get the answers right because the first thing you need to ask is to make sure that you have the right person in the right place and to make sure that it is the right season. I just need somebody out there in the virtual land to, 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 to if you get it, just say, got it. Amen. Amen. I hear it. I hear it in the spirit. You got it. You got it. You got it. And so and so, as we are looking to close out chapter number eight in our text, what we see here is that Samuel is having difficulty getting the people to hear what he is saying. Uh, he's sending up a flare to let the people know that they are about to make an error in judgment. But the people said they still wanted a king. You know, and that reminds me, Pastor Keith, of what we tried to do in the times of our premarital counseling sessions. We tried to help couples to understand that before they do anything along the lines of the wedding, that they get their uh, counseling in because once they buy the dress and once they have the invitations, they won't hear anything that we have to say because their minds would be made up that they are a match made in heaven and they are headed to the, to the uh, headed down the aisle no matter what we say. And so here was Samuel trying to get the people to change their thoughts, but they had nothing to do with it. And then we get down to verse number 20 in the text, and they talk about why they want a king. Of course, this is our third point and our third question. We talked about was it the right person in the right place, and was it the right season and so the third thing they wanted to that you need to ask is was it for the right reason mm. oh help me somebody yeah. you see because they say that they wanted a king because they wanted to be like the other nations around them they wanted a human king to judge them and to lead them into battle well can I pause right there, men and women of God, we can block our blessing and mess up our miracle when we are busy looking in other people's houses 
this morning. We are not called to be like the world. We have been set apart. The Bible says we are a royal priesthood. Oh, yes, we are a holy nation. God wants to use us as his ambassadors in the earth. And the things that we set our sights on ought to be things that glorify our Father, which is in heaven. You see, but the Israelites wanted to be like all the other nations. Or oh, some of you might remember that back in the day, we used to call that monkey see, monkey do. I think I'm right about it this morning. But can I just tell you, can I give you a little bit of history this morning? You see, in the ancient Near East, kings really were a big deal. They were believed to be chosen instruments through which the deities would govern the affairs of humans. So really, kings reigned as gods or either for the gods, and I'm talking gods with a little g, and so that is a great indication that they were not the god of our of the sovereign God that we live and serve. Uh, they, were, they were gods who were other gods, idolatrous gods that they reigned as gods and, and for the gods. And Israel became jealous and they became envious of the other nations. And despite Samuel's warnings, they were not even interested in the long-term implications of of having a king out of season and for the wrong reason. When Samuel tried to explain, Israel essentially said, talk to the hand because we ain't listening. Oh God, but I need to tell somebody this morning that James warns us about the consequences of jealousy and envy. If we turn to James 3 and 16, here we will find these words. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. You see, the jealousy in their hearts was nothing more than a setup to take them out of the will of Yahweh. Oh, that's real good right there. And then, and then we get to the end of our text. 
waiting a mighty long time to get your good break. Oh, I believe, I believe, God, I know you believe that your time is come and you are next in line. Somebody has convinced you that you are long overdue for that which you've been waiting so long. But can I remind somebody this morning that we are of Christ, yeah. that those of us who are born by and blood washed, that it is, somebody better catch this, that it is dangerous for us to follow the crowd instead of following Christ. Yeah. Oh, I know I'm on something this morning. Oh, can I tell you something else? That it is risky for us to chase the crowd instead of the outcome of the finished work on the cross. Yeah. Oh, I believe, I believe somebody needs to hear that this morning. We must be careful, church. We've got to be careful of what we ask God for. What might land on your doorstep is something that's not worth the trial. And it might cost you much more, way more than you have to give. Hallelujah and bless God. So be careful. Oh, I say be careful what you're asking for. When we go to our God, we got to make sure that we're getting lined up asking, is it? The right person is it the right season and oh god is it the right reason in the name of jesus this is the message that the lord has laid on our heart to relay to his people 